Hey everybody, welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast, episode number 92. Neil, what's our musical theme today? Uh, we do have a theme today. We are playing uh, one of my punk uh, subgenres, one of my favorites. Uh, we're going to be playing Oi um, on the on the show as a whole, I think, today, right? Because um, there's a new, isn't there a new Pirates Press album out or something, Tom? Some new Oi compilation? Yeah, the new... I've been listening to a ton of it at home because it's uh, Oi, 40 Years Untamed, curated by Gary Bushell, who did the original Oi, the album. Yep. So I've been listening to that a ton. I'm like, Neil, we should do a show where we play nothing but Oi. That's true, because we really haven't even touched much on Oi. Uh, no, we haven't played a lot of it. No. So, and, and a lot of people love it, and a lot of people hate it. I think it's. I think what we're going to play pretty much the creme de la creme. So if you don't like what we play today, you probably aren't going to like Oi. If you're not familiar with it, but yeah, let's start off. Let's let's play a song right away to set the mood. Sounds you know, good, we? Yes, uh, we're yeah, like, we're gonna set the very angry mood. Cockney uh, Cockney rejects. I'm not a fool. <laughs>
There it was, Cockney Rejects, uh, I'm Not a Fool. I think that was their second single, I think. It was a, or Bad Man might have come before that, but it was either the second or the third single. So, um, and actually, funnily enough, you mentioned Gary Bushell, because Gary Bushell actually helped produce uh, their first single, uh, Flares and Slippers. Okay. He's on the cover, yeah, he's on the sleeve, actually, Gary Bushell. And Jimmy Percy was supposed, uh, from Sham 69 fame, was actually supposed to uh, sign them to his own label. But then they hmm. got signed to EMI instead, I believe. So, uh, yeah, Rejects was one of my favorites. He was like, he managed them or something early on. That he managed the Cockney Rejects or something. Something silly like that. Well, okay, so do, do you know do you know much about Gary Bushel at all? I really don't. Okay. So, Gary Bushel. He's a writer. I'm sorry. I know he was like a yeah, music writer, right? Exactly right. So, I think we've I think we've touched on this a little bit before, or maybe I talked about it on the Punk News podcast. But back in England in the day, there was two, well, there was three weekly music papers. They would come out every Thursday. Um, but the big two were the NME, New Musical Express, and Sounds. And New Musical Express was mainly geared towards, like, the student type. Like, it was a lot more... Um, artsy-fartsy. Yeah, artsy-fartsy. They would build up bands and then break them down again, like, a week later, that kind of ah. thing. So it's like free pitchfork. Yeah, I mean, totally. I mean, ridiculous, really. As soon as they released something, then they would get torn down. Um, but sounds was much more working class. It was, um, it was like the voice of the the voice of the voiceless, I guess. Um, so, whereas the enemy was pretty much done with punk after like a year or two, sounds pretty much stuck with it. And they went right through to UK 82 and all the, you know, Crass and Vice Squad and the Partisans and stuff. And then when Street Punk started making a, you know, breakthrough back again in like 81, um, Gary Bushel was one of the writers at Sounds. And he really, uh, he was really behind all those Street Punk bands. So, you know, the Cockney Rejects, the Foreskins, the Business, you know, all the, all the big boys. And uh, so he used to write the yeah, about... He had a band, he had his own band called the Gonads. The, they were almost like, yeah, the Gonads were almost like a joke band, to tell you the truth. Oh, were they? Okay. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so he was behind him. He would write about him every week. And he kind of put together that first Oi album, uh, you know, the classic first one with the yellow sleeve in, uh, in 81. And it had all the big boys on it, include, and also had Peter and a Test Two Babies, I think, on it, and uh, The Exploited, I think, were on it. So anything that was like working class and street punk, um, he put on there. So yeah, so that was Gary Bushel. And I believe he wrote for Sounds for years, and then he actually left to go to one of the uh, daily newspapers, I believe. He was the writer for one of the, I think for The Sun, which was, the, mm. <laughs> talking about working class, that was the one that was a tabloid, and it was the one that had uh, naked women on page three. So, uh, Gary, yeah, Gary Bushel kept his, kept his street cred well, alive there. I think, I think he curated, like, so obviously there's a bunch of these OI comps over the mm -hmm. years of varying degrees of quality. Yep. Some of them were sort of, like, official. Some of them were sort of unofficial. I think he did, like, the first three or four. He did. That's right, yeah. And then a different Gary with two R's did the rest, did some other ones, too. But, yeah, he's kind of come out of his, I, I don't know, I don't want to say retirement, because he does have a modern studio band, too, but he's come out of his retirement to to uh, curate this thing, and it's it's very good. It's 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 very good. It's got a new Cox Bar song on it. It's uh, I originally, the idea was I was going to play a bunch of new kind of Oi songs, even if they were by older bands, and you were going to play a bunch of older ones, but I think we're going to end up playing mostly older ones Yeah, because we're sort of irritable and a lot of those old oi songs were really you know I, I call it machismo or whatever but they were you know songs about you know 
scrapping and whatnot. Well, a lot of it. So, matter of fact, no, you know, go ahead. I was going to say a lot of it was around around football. So a lot of yeah. them, you know, a lot yeah. of the like the Cockney Rejects were football hooligans. They followed West Ham, and they were uh, they were died in the world football hooligans. And the same for a lot of the other bands too. So that's where a lot of the aggro comes from, and that's where a lot of the uh, you know they they were just they were just regular dudes who like a punch up on a Saturday and then get drunk well, at night, right? I'll tell you what, man. I would rather slam my head in a car door than watch a soccer game, but I still relate <laughs> to the. Uh... <laughs> The sort of, uh, you know, relate to their sort of, I don't know. Well, I don't think we can agree on that one, Tom, because uh, no, I, I, I do love my football. I mean, but, yeah. last time I stayed at your place, I, you know, when I got up on Saturday morning, you were watching, you know, watching your uh, English Premier League, right? Yeah, I was. That's true. Yeah. And listen, because you're English, I'll forgive you. Okay, thank you very much. But no, yeah, well, I get it, right? I mean, like, five billion of the seven billion people on the earth, it's their favorite sport. I get it, you right. know. Yeah. But, but I am- uh but I understand how you can be how you can be you know put off by like a zero zero drawer or something like that. Yeah. I could see how. Well, there was a Simpsons episode that satirized it well, where it had the like South American announcer next to the American announcer. The American announcer's like, "Pass, any passes, any dribbles," <laughs> and the and the you know the Latino guy's like, it's it's all a perception right hey wasn't wasn't there another simpsons episode where they were uh where bart and homer were like football hooligans or something i swear i've seen that one before yeah i think i think there was such a thing yeah yeah i'm really like super familiar with like the first dozen seasons or so i was such a huge fan of the show but it kind of lost me after a while and i've kind of tried to go back a little bit and it still makes me laugh but uh i i must say i lost i think i watched through like 20 seasons they're still making it right yeah, they're at thirty something seasons now. It it started before I was when I was still in high school, I think. Yeah, I mean, it was such a big deal when it started that because um, it was on Fox, right? When Fox was a, still a new channel, yeah. right? And, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's definitely one of the shows. There was a handful of shows that put Fox on the map: Married with Children, yep. Simpsons, X Files. You know, but yep. yeah, Simpsons was definitely. So, I remember, you know, they they always tried to pair it with another cartoon, and finally, like years and years later, Family Guy. But so many cartoons came and went. Like the critic, and I, I can't even remember them all. They came and went over the years that just couldn't rock with The Simpsons. Wow, King of the Hill. Well, that, yeah, King of the Hill. That was such a big deal back in the day. So that would have been, geez, what would that have been? Geez, 1990 or something like like that. Yeah. But um, the, some of the bars downtown Chicago, they used to have like a Fox News uh, night. Um, Fox News. Fox, <laughs> Fox TV channel night where they'd show like reruns of The Simpsons and reruns of Married with Children. And they'd put them on back to back and the bars would be packed, you know, watching that shit. So that was a really big deal back in the day. Yeah, it's funny. I, I had a guy at work who mentioned, boy, this is going to date us, but, you know, I, we, we've been talking to our listeners. We know that they're are, are about our age, and I remember that. But, you know, Married with Children at first was very funny, too. Very subversive. The conservative crowd was very shocked by this show, you know? Yeah. It was so offensive. But I, but, but we had a, I had a guy at work a couple of years ago mention it, and we just laughed and laughed, and he said something like, he's a card-carrying member of No Ma'am. That was Al's, or it was National Organization of Men Against Amazonian Mastery. Do you remember that? <laughs> uh, no, but it's so funny, man. This is even perfect, but even You're more really perfect for today. I'm, really not doing much, I'm not really doing much to bolster my case that we're going to get into it here in a little bit, are we? I, I should probably quit calling witnesses now. Um, so let's, uh, Neil, why don't you play a song? All right. Uh, I am going to play a song by most oi bands were probably, well, I shouldn't say most, but a lot of the oi bands, early ones were from London, but I'm going to play one of these street punk bands who are from somewhere else. Uh, I'm going to play some men by uh, Blitz, 
who were from just outside of Manchester. And I'm going to play one of the early classics, Someone's Gonna Die. with someone's gonna die tonight oi 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 there you go yeah good so, stuff yeah good great stuff great stuff that first album the first eps and that first album is absolutely yep. classic stuff I, I have the voice of a generation of course and then i have i have a couple of, like compilation like captain oi compilation things yeah that's why i the only time i believe we play blitz to this point i play new wave which is like a or new age rather yeah which is a different you know different sounding yeah track, well, but yeah, they great went, track. I love the song. Yeah, I mean, they went a little post-punk there on the second album, and it, you know, made a lot of the skinheads very angry. But, uh, yeah. So, so just, I, I got to give a fair a fair warning here. Of course, you can always find us, Punk Till I Die uh, podcast on Facebook, Punk Till I Die 77 at Gmail. I, I got to give a fair warning to the audience here. We're going to kind of crawl up our own ass here. <laughs> or crawl up somebody else's ass. Well, it's just it's going to get a little bit. Uh, we're going to get into some, some stuff that's a little more specific than we normally do, but the fact of the matter is, I, I probably should have taken longer to think about you know maybe stew on this, but the fact of the matter is, if I feel like it needs to be addressed, so um, I I have recently <laughs> been the victim of cancel culture. Neil, can you believe it? 
<laughs> yeah, just wait till you hear my episodes. <laughs> well, it's so, it's so funny, you know, because it's it's it really is. I'm like, they're trying to cancel culture me. I'm like, but they can't. Right. I mean, the fact of the matter is, we 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 do our own thing here, and we do it because we want to do it. And if if they want to, you know, nobody who wants to cancel us is listening to us anyway, right? Well, yeah. I mean, if you don't like listening, to, if you don't like listening to it, then turn it off. I mean, it's as simple as that, right? But yeah, it's it, unfortunately it's a it's a multi it's a multifaceted problem because so a lot of you know because and actually one of our listeners tipped us off to this so I, yep. I and I won't I won't mention them but I, I we actually appreciate it um, and in the fact of the matter is I've taken a couple of shots at the podcast that I was part of but just fairly jokingly you know I, I didn't think it was real mean spirited maybe a couple of cheap shots even but you know for for more than five years six years or so I was involved with the punk news podcast did a lot of them uh the year 2019 i was on almost every week well yeah that's the only reason that's the only reason that i know you yeah i was yeah yeah and that's how you and i met you know yeah and i was i was the third the third columnist and i I started doing this and i definitely started doing it less and also you know the other guys who do it the other two guys who do it they're they're in their 30s they're definitely the millennial generation and they really value diversity well you know we got three white guys and they consider themselves old. I mean, if anything, I was like the token oldster, right? Yeah, you were. Um, Even yeah, that was about a decade older than they were. But but you know, so they had a couple of women that they shuffled in and out, and and that was fine. And honestly, I was I I was great with having them on. Um, I think sometimes we place too much value on diversity over actual like value and, and contribution, you know? So I, I I would like you know you know what you and I have talked about that, Neil. Like we'd love to have a more diverse people on but we're not going to do it for the sake of being interesting you know right yeah i mean you gotta have someone to say yeah that's not a a swipe at the girls they have on i i I, they have a young girl on who's a real heavy contributor to punk news her name's her name's m she seems real sweet um another woman on that has absolutely nothing to do with punk news other than the fact that she's friends with john which is uh, sort of an interesting interesting dynamic too but anyway my point being i'm rambling um I guess in a recent episode of the Punk News Podcast, which I haven't been on in two months, uh, there was a letter from a listener in Sweden, and it was John and Adam and Hallie were on. Yep. And basically, the letter said, asked if they had a problem with me being, uh, they had three specific issues with me, but one of them was, like, the, the loaded question was, like, do you have a problem with Tom being okay with women being abused or something like that, right? Right, yeah. With the, the first thing... I mean, that's a great question, right? It's like, oh, well, Mr. Trauma, when did you stop beating your wife? You know what I mean? It, 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 it's <laughs> yeah, like a, yeah. It's like a lose-lose proposition, right? And the funny thing is, I was actually racking my brain, like, what is he talking about? Well, do you want, do you want, me, to, do you want me to tell you the three things that the uh, Mr. Blatte... I'll address those three things. I'll address those three things, even though we might have to wait a little bit. I'll address the three the three issues. That's okay. fine. But but I wonder where did he get that that I'm okay with women being abused? I mean, it, he, so he so the funny thing is he specifically brought up the Joe Queer episode, our Joe Queer episode, which was almost a year ago, right, Neil? Yeah, it was March nine, of last. It, it was May. It was nine months ago. Yeah, nine or ten yeah, months ago. Last year, which is is amazing. And you know, I mean, listen, I know there's people that have a have a issue with us having him on at all a lot of people don't like him i think most of their dislike of him is unfounded mm-hmm. but, you know whatever if, if you're that sensitive to it don't listen we don't care as a matter of fact whatever your name is from sweden you're banned you are banned you are no longer allowed to listen to our show 
you are banned, your children are banned, and your children's children are banned. Yeah. It's the long. Yeah. I've got a message to you, Duarte or Boate, whatever the fuck your name is. Listen. Listen. There's another guy. I had to ban somebody else, too. Oh, it was a guy who said I talked too much. Well, no, there was a guy that said the the guy complained about tramp stamps. There was that guy. I wonder if it's the same guy. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Um, But anyway, you're banned. Your children are banned. Your children's children. Your great grandchildren can listen if they choose. So anyway, um, but yeah, he, 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 so he wrote in with that loaded question, which, and so the real first issue I must address is John shouldn't be reading letters regarding me when I'm not there. 100%. Yep. This was a very poor choice on his part and it was a cheap shot, quite frankly. And I know I've, I've made some jokes at his expense, but I've always said, listen, John is the one who essentially let me get my foot in the door to any kind of like punk journalism and i use the term really loosely obviously because i was an older guy i was like you know i'd stop playing in bands i was looking to get involved and listen he's always he was always very encouraging you know i I wrote a shit ton of reviews for that site i've done interviews i've done lots of stuff over the years did a lot of podcasts so so john got me involved and i and i've and i've made jokes at his expense but i've always said i've always said listen the reason punk news works is because john works hard on it but this was this was an inappropriate cheap shot, and we've had some. You know, he and I, we you can't work together for five or six years without having a, a little bit of bumps and bruises. Right. But sort of, I'm not around anymore, so we're gonna. It, it's just it's it's super low class, and it was below the belt. And the fact of the matter is, when John and I've had issues before, it was usually because I didn't reach out to him if I had an issue. I took a different route and made it public, and that's essentially, like. You know he's he's got an issue with me, or he wants to take a cheap shot at me, but he's not reaching out. He's gonna do it do it through this reading this letter from this other guy that tries to make me look bad when I don't even give a crap in the first place. Well, and the thing was too that he also uh, blindsided Hallie and uh, and Adam, and so they didn't know this shit was coming up either. So they were completely blindsided and didn't really know what to say. So yeah. it was awkward for everybody, I think. And uh yeah, so he must have he must have done it on purpose. It was premeditated for some reason. Um I I don't know why, but I mean we we're not we're not really involved with each other at this point. I don't know why there was I I don't know if it's cuz we're doing this thing. I assume so. Yeah, I assume that's got something to do with it. He's a very competitive dude. You listen, I I mean it's 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 a little weird, but I mean I I you know, I consider both those guys friends. It, yep. it, 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 at least in the modern sense of the word friend, I, I you know, they're not going to call me to help them move, but <laughs> like, like I might, <laughs> you know, we're digital friends, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, I'd come help you move. Neil. It's fine. Yeah, I know you, you would. Beer. I know you would. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's, it's unfortunately shoot. That might be a bad promise. Cause you, you're talking about it. I might actually have to have, I might actually follow through on that. Crap. <laughs> That's a lot of vinyl to move, buddy. Rick, right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, punk, but punk till, I die, punk till I die moving crew. Yeah, but getting—I mean, getting back to that. Yeah, it was just—it was just weird. It was just weird that the he a he brought it up, but it was also weird. I mean, getting away from the punk news side, but why a that guy decided to write into punk news instead of us? Right. It was uh, like he was telling tales out of school. You know what I mean? That's what it sounded yeah. like. Oh, you know, well, it's definitely a cancel culture type of thing. Like, oh, I'm going to get Tom in trouble because he's anti-woman. I'm anti I am. Let me tell you something, man. I, I have two daughters and a wife and nobody is. I am not even slightly anti-woman. 
There's yeah. just no. I, I've never raised my hand to a woman. I, I can count on one hand the time I've raised my voice to a woman. Dude, you don't need. You don't need to. De- you don't need to defend yourself. You didn't do any. You didn't do anything wrong. You didn't do. But it, just, it honestly nearly pisses me off. Yeah, I, I can. I understand it. But so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so so, so, and, and so I understand that I understand that having two daughters doesn't make me innocent. It's it's like it's like having a black friend doesn't let you say that word. You know what I mean? It's just yeah, like yeah, I yeah. get that. Yeah, and it's not. I'm not saying that. Oh, I have two daughters. I couldn't possibly be sexist. I get that. It's not true. But the fact of the matter is, I'm. I. I just. I've talked about. You know, we've talked about the Me Too kind of movement about how it's how the reaction now is too much of a reaction because there's no like proof of guilt. You know, it's just like somebody's accused. They're pretty much found guilty. Yep, in public, and, and equal to public opinion. Yep. <laughs> And any other thing, but I understand why it's that way too, because it wasn't taken seriously for years. So I, I, I don't, I don't know where this is coming from at all. The only thing I could think of is when Joe was on, I do kind of laugh at the notion of the modern day, like a lot of these punk guys or indie guys, it'll turns out, turn out that they're big womanizers, you know, and then they'll apologize about how they use their position to get girls. And they'll like have this tearful apology and check themselves into rehab or whatever. I'm like, I'm like, Men's motivation about a lot of things is to get girls. You know, you don't hear doctors apologizing for getting laid. Right. You know, it's just this weird, it's this weird thing. And I'm not talking about manipulating. I'm not talking about doing anything untoward. I'm just saying women like musicians and, and uh, uh, I don't know. Anyway, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just burying myself deeper. But I, I'm not even sure. Like I said, I'm not even sure what brought this on other than the fact that with Joe, with the Joe Queer thing, especially other than the food talking about kind of laughing about how, you know, back in the day, guys like Aerosmith and Ted Nugent had like 14-year-old groupies living with them. And I didn't say that was good. I just said it's that's how much things have changed, you know, where the these right. indie rock guys are apologizing for getting laid, essentially. Yeah, I was going to say so. Not doing anything untoward, you know. It's been such a long time since we recorded that episode. I didn't know what he was really even uh, talking yeah, about. Yeah, me either. Uh, because, because, you know, compared to some of the things Joe said, I can't think of anything that you said that was bad, but apparently you must have, in uh, Mr. Swede's mind, you, you condoned some kind of, <laughs> some kind of untoward yeah. behavior, you bastard. Well, and the, the funny thing, <laughs> it's, um, you know, the thing is, we, we really don't hold anything sacred. No, you know, absolutely so, not. We, and we do laugh at everything. And, you know, we, we, man, I hope he doesn't listen to that Marilyn Manson episode. I laughed at a, we made fun of having a rape room. Dude, he's going to fucking, he's going to be all over me for that one. But you know what? We're not saying you should have a rape room. It's okay. We're just like, laugh, like we're, I mean, I literally made a joke about, you know, where do you find a general contractor to do that for you? Oh, you that's know? Gonna, yeah, it's going to come back on you right there. You're going to be banned in Sweden, buddy. Here, they can't take anything away from me, you know? I mean, I like I like what we're doing, but if this show ended tomorrow, you and I would still be friends, and we could still hang out, and I still have my family, and I still have my job, and everything else. You know what I mean? I don't think you need, I don't think you need to take it quite that quite that bleak. I don't, I don't think I don't think Duarte is going to be able to do that to us, dude. We're not going to make it. We're not going to make it to episode one hundred. Our our compilation episodes going to have to be number ninety three. Yeah, uh... no, it's. It, it, it's it's an interesting dynamic. So, okay, listen, man. I'm gonna play one more song, and then you can you can read the three grievances yes. specifically levied against me. Yes, I, I I'm like... I'm going to read the three charges and see how you plead. Exactly. <laughs> Which one of us is like Martin Luther nailing the 99 <laughs> treatises to the Abbey Wall, right? Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> then you're gonna get burned at the stake. I'm being persecuted for my beliefs. Yeah.
which true. apparently I have. So anyway, all right. Listen, here's here's my song for you, Mr. Swede, who's banned from listening to us, or Norway, or wherever you're from, um, with a name we can't pronounce. This is Take Em All, Coxbar. We worked our way up from East End pubs to gigs and backstage passes, Xboxing champs, West End clubs, Americans in dark glasses, driving 10 grand cars, drinking hotel bars, even making money in bed. They will be no loss, they ain't worth a toss. It's about time they all dropped dead. Take a You made your chance, but you didn't take it Well, I gotta go, make another deal Sign another group for the company I don't suppose we'll ever meet again You better get back to the factory Take them all, take them all Put them up against the wall and shoot them Show them tall, watch them fall Come on Coxsparrow with the classic Take Em All off of their first album. Um, and if you haven't heard that before, you must be living under a rock. Oh, it's so good, right? I can't wait till the next letter, not to us, but to Punk News, where Tom was threatening us. <laughs> yes, Tom makes me feel not safe. <laughs> threatening violence against us. <laughs> yes, he played some angry songs. <laughs> this, isn't what I, this isn't what I expect. This doesn't sound like fucked up at all. So shall we shall we go one at a time, Neil? Shall we go one at a time on the charges levied against me, or yeah. shall we go? Hold on, I gotta turn the lights on because it's getting dark in here. Hold on, I wrote this shit down. Hold on. Do, do, do. Talk amongst yourselves. All right, now I can read it. Okay. So, Mister Trauma, <laughs> how do you plead? Okay, charge number one. That you. You are a Trump supporter, and that uh, you think that Trump is no worse than any other president in U.S. history. How do you plead on that one? What do you have to say? Defend yourself. 
That's a really interesting way to put it. He's certainly worse than some presidents in U.S. history. I would never deny that. I have unequivocally stated that I never voted for Trump and never supported Trump. I don't know where the confusion is here. I remember when he got elected and the other guys were like suicidal. And I said, listen, guys, it's just not going to make that much difference. I remember, I remember that definitively, actually, because it was out. The, one that. Is, the difference in Trump's presidency and most presidencies is a matter of style more than substance. Yeah. So, you know what? He's just like every other president to me. He did a few things that I thought were okay, and he did a majority of things that I thought were stupid and pointless. And you know what? Joe Biden has done a couple of things that are okay, and he's done a lot of things that are stupid and pointless. And that's it. And the fact of the matter is, pointing out the hypocrisy of the left does not make me a Donald Trump supporter or some kind of a right-wing jerk-off. So, you know... Whatever my, my my voting record stands for what it is. I, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, never been a Trump supporter. I've never been a supporter of any politician at a high level. Right, and uh, and that's yeah. You've. I mean, you've always come out and said that both parties are as fucked as each other. I mean, they are. Uh, and, and now we're going to be reminded of that because we got one in charge, and they they can't even agree among themselves. Right. Oh, it's just it's. I, I, I don't I will say that I'm not a big fan of one party running everything. If you look at any major areas where one party runs everything, it's just not good. You need pushback. So in my perfect system, there would be a little bit of pushback. But the fact of the matter is I really have come to despise the two-party system. And, and I, I equate it to we live all across this broad country. And let's say the Democrats are the New York Yankees and the Republicans are the Boston Red Sox. Well, you know what? We have no rooting interest in either of these teams. But for whatever reason, we decided that we need to root for one or the other. And neither of them give a crap about us. Well, so anyway, I, I, I don't I listen, I vote. I, I've had that drummed into me. I'm a Midwesterner. You know, I'm a I was raised patriotic. I, I go vote. I do the best I can. But yeah, I, I and the fact of the matter is. Joe Biden's going to do most of the same stuff Trump did, you know, and, and and Trump did most of the same stuff Obama did. But Trump had was so unlikable as a human. Yes. And I think that was more the difference. So whatever, you know. So I, I, I guess I, I think that's half. You plead not guilty. Half true. But yes. I've never, ever been a Trump supporter. Well, if he does something good, I'll say it's good. If he does something bad, which is the vast, vast, vast majority of the time, I will say that too. Well, okay. Okay. So you plead not guilty, right? What's that? You're pleading not guilty. Yes. <laughs> okay. okay. Yes. So here's my take on this thing. Even if Tom was a Trump supporter, we live in a democracy. You are allowed to yeah. you you're you're allowed to follow whoever you want to follow it doesn't make you a fucking maniac oh. tom, tom wasn't stolen the fucking capital i can't be friends i can't be friends with anyone who doesn't feel exactly the same way i do neil i mean well that's the way a lot of people on the left feel they <laughs> if you don't if you don't feel exactly what they feel you're either a nazi or a, the, you know right, the right to i mean it's it's you know it's it's both sides yeah but the yeah i don't i it's well does seem to be under my crawl a little more lately but that doesn't make me a right winger i don't care i mean i i know we've unfortunately the politics of punk have become sort of this centrist left and i just i'm not i'm not left there, they haven't so. become centrist because i feel you and i i feel you and i are centrist because i am left i am left on on some issues i'm right on some issues and i think that's how you should be you should never tow a fucking party political line which is actually what coxbarra say don't ever tow a, pol a party political line because what's the point of that it it doesn't follow who you are probably and how we feel about things is forged by literally 50 plus, you know, between the two of us, more than 100 years of practical experience. Yep. 
you know, of watching and observing and looking how things are instead of politicians, you know, and realizing the politicians are lying to us about almost everything. So, so. I, I say I say to all of you out there who, who, who fancy yourselves left, don't live in an echo chamber, okay? Don't just listen to all your left-wing friends. It, it, it's... That's the problem, right? So you got Google, which, so what does Google do? It tailors you, tailors to you what you already believe. Yeah. So Google you what you already but it, it is it, it really is amazing man if you really want to lose faith in humanity read the comment section on any given article it's painful yeah and most of them are just negative like like i noticed that i, I was trying to figure it out like reading our local things here because if they if they ran a pro governor piece all the comments would be negative about the governor but if they ran sort of a a different kind of piece all the the comments would support the governor. I just, I think people are just contrarian. They just want to argue, you know, it's like almost people just want to argue about everything. Oh, they see just what they want to see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it, it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's scary, man. Yeah. Well, I think, I think this, I think the true center is, is where you want to be. You can be left on some things and you can be right on some things. And you know what? We live in a free country and that is our right is to we be do. that way. So don't ever forget that. And don't ever decide that because 72 million people voted not the way that you voted that that makes them bad people because that's exactly. not the case neighbor, well I mean, it is a weird phenomenon right because you know the you know your neighbors probably voted different than you but you're all you can all be good neighbors it's like the the parties they have to sort of divide us up I mean, it's just the way it works they just sort of have to divide us up to keep their voter block in place i i would love to see the end of all political parties and people only running on their own platform and merits. I, I know it's very impractical, but that's what I would like to see. Yeah. But right. I don't know. Listen, so anyway, yes, I, I, I plead not guilty on that, even though I, I, I will acknowledge, you know, I, I stand by a part of it. But this, this, you know, listen, if make, you know, not me knocking Obama doesn't mean I'd like Mitt Romney. You know what I mean? You can be both. I, I dislike, <laughs> yes, exactly. You know what I mean? I dislike my, I disliked my Republican president and I disliked my Democratic governor. And the fact of the matter is they were cut from the same cloth. If they had the same initial in a bracket next to their name, they would have been best of friends. They were both the same type of dictatorish, you know, people, you yeah. know. So it's 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 just fascinating how if the problem is if you subscribe to one side of the political system, it's almost like you're blind to when your party does the exact same thing as the other party, you can't see it, you know? Well yeah. And it's just you, you have to be, you know, you have to accept a certain amount of hypocrisy if you subscribe to a specific ideology. Well, the perfect example of that is something that I actually got into with a band that I would actually have liked to have interviewed on here, the British band, the Barstool Preachers. I got into it with them a little bit on Facebook because... Really? Oh, you actually got into it with them? I did, because they are, you know, the very avowed left wing. They're young, you know, when they're very avowed left wing. They're English, fine, whatever. Sure. But they were like... uh uh, what was it they said? They said, "Oh yeah, whatever you do, whatever you do, you shouldn't read any of the um, any of the regular daily newspapers in England because they're all right wing. So boycott the Sun, boycott the Mail, boycott the Telegraph, boycott the Times. Don't read any of that stuff. Only read the Guardian." And oh, then, boy. and that well, and then the next day they made a post like of the British Vice. Yeah, yeah. So the next day they made a post of well, the right wing only look only look at their own newspapers. And I came back and said, "Listen, dude, yesterday you just said exactly the same thing. <laughs> you told you told them to stop looking at other newspapers and just read the left wing newspaper. So who the fuck are you kidding? Because that, that's exactly the same believe, thing. People so. want to believe that their own ideology is center. 
you know uh and i guess maybe it comes with age i don't know does it like the, abil- the ability to be able to see from the outside and see all the nonsense and then be able to you know i think you know, with age does come a certain level of you know i don't want to say conservatism i don't know if that's the right word but yeah there's a little more of a measured approach to things i think well but you know it's it's this you know you got this thing now you got a lot of people who want a, a young people who want the economic you know an economic reset and I think there's definitely some things that could change for the positive. I think there's, you know, there are some ways where you're, where it's tough to be young and, you know, financially it's tough to be young in this country. But those of us who've been working our asses off for 30, 40 or more years, you, you can imagine why we're slow to have an economic reset that essentially means that we were working, you know, we're losing what we've worked for for all these years. So yeah. I think there's got some kind of a balance there, you know. Of course. Yeah, of course. Like, like college forgiveness. I, I'm... I'm pretty much against college debt forgiveness in most cases but the fact of the matter is i wouldn't be opposed to having like a free you know a, a free community college system yes you know government sponsored but why am i gonna pay for somebody who spent literally hundreds of thousand dollars at some crazy ivy league school to get a worthless degree why should a guy who why should a guy who uh you know didn't go to college and has been welding busting his butt making 30 bucks an hour why should he pay for that you know what i mean so they have to take it's it's not a zero-sum game somebody has to lose for somebody else to win so so it's it's you know it's nuanced and that's the problem now is if, if you you know a lot of people have just taken a side and if you don't believe what we believe you're racist you're sexist you're you know so it's 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 weird man yes anyway what's my what's let's play another song we can talk about my second charge <laughs> okay okay um all right the second song i am going to play is by a band called condemned 84 and remember that condemned 84 because there's another band with a similar name yeah, coming up later um condemned 84 i think where well, they were from uh they were from down south somewhere but it wasn't london i think they were from southwest somewhere um this song is called the boots go marching in and this singer might have the greatest oi voice of all time because it just sounds like he's been gargling fucking domestos and razor blades for the last 30 years <laughs> so uh this is condemned 84 with the boots go marching in
Condemned 84, the boots go marching in. So, and as you can imagine, that's about skinheads and football hooliganism. So, good to have a little gravel in your voice. Yeah, oh, sir, and this guy has nothing but gravel. It's crazy. He must have been smoking <laughs> since he was five, I'm guessing. Mm. So, you're ready, Mr. Trauma? You're back on the stand. Actually, you kind of answered a little bit of this one already. But yes, the second yes. one was this you think that women who, who accuse men of. Uh, nasty acts they deserve to be trivialized and made fun of how do you plead i i I really i don't believe that i don't believe i've ever said that as i've said we joke about a lot of things and i know listen these people say oh some things you shouldn't joke about bull right i don't believe that for a second i i don't believe that i've never i i would i challenge him to point out where i said i believe that i mean i think he's kind of connecting dots that aren't there or something well he's swedish so maybe he's the, maybe either a he doesn't get comedy because i can't think of a lot of good swedish comics um or b he doesn't understand the language too well because well it, that's that's what you can hope right yeah because it was clear in the in the joke i mean there was nothing weird in that interview we were just, you know, we were just shooting the shit, having a laugh and, you know, talking about stuff. And like you said, there's nothing that's, there's no topic that's... I don't really remember getting into, like, the Me Too thing or anything with Joe. I'm gu- I'm guessing it was what you said before. I'm guessing it was you were talking about, um, or we were talking about, you know, how rock stars in the 70s used to be banging everything that moved, whether I mean, it was underage, that, overage. I don't you know. know, Neil. That's not the same thing. I just don't, I don't even know where he's... Well, that's why I don't He's, think he understands concept, context. I don't think he gets context. Well, and I, I, like I said, I do think some of this stuff is sort of overblown. I, I don't think it should be trivialized just because I don't think somebody should be found guilty in the court of public opinion. Hundred percent. That doesn't mean I think it should be trivialized. I mean, I think right. that's a stretch. Right. So I thrown out based on the fact that it's a stupid ass question. Tom, did something happen to your microphone, man? It just like almost cut out completely. I don't know. Did you unplug so did it? The... Did you unplug it? No. Oh, okay. It sounded like it came unplugged for a second there. Actually. All right. Anyway, my my point being, yes, this one gets thrown off for being a stupid ass question, yeah. a baited, loaded question. Yeah. And and I think, but you know, the, the one thing I will say on this is, again, we live in a country 
where you are supposedly you are guilty until you're proven innocent. I mean, I mean, innocent, innocent. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's that's what he believes. No, you're innocent until you're proven guilty in a court of law. But suddenly, trivial. I I just don't think that's trivializing. Listen, these claims should be taken very seriously, and these men should be held accountable. I would never say otherwise. If they're guilty. Yeah, if that's right, and I I know it's hard. It's hard to prove. But you don't want to. You don't want to have someone's career ruined just because. Uh, you know something something said something unfounded so you know everyone needs to hold everyone's got opinions so fast and and here's the thing if it's on twitter then everybody fucking believes it you know even though even though there's no even though there might not be any facts behind the case at all but if it's on twitter everybody then parrots it it to somebody else and it becomes true it ain't even just twitter neil it's the new york times and the problem is They'll run a retraction that tells the truth, but it's not yep. a headline. It's way in the back. You know what I mean? Yep. They they won't go back and they won't they won't admit they're wrong with anywhere near the vigor that they went after things in the first place. Yeah, and you know, and I take everything back to Morrissey, but I'll I'll bring that one up again. It's like everyone says, oh, <laughs> something he's a ra- you and John have in common, your love of Morrissey. Well, that's true, but he'll even he says it. Oh, he's a, you know he's a racist, and it's like okay, point to I me the he, point to me no. the racist things that he said. No one can. It's just everybody says it, so everybody well, repeats Guardian, it. The Guardian decided. Yeah, the Guardian and the enemy decided because he had a court case against the enemy. So now the enemy's got it in for well, him. So they I take mean, shit how, out of context, and you know, and then it becomes. How become, patriotic but, do you have to be on a scale of one to ten before you're considered a nationalist? Yeah, <laughs> right. Know? Yeah, but but let me just uh, say it. If if it's on Twitter or in social media somehow, it becomes a fait accompli, and then all of a sudden it doesn't matter what you do, you're guilty. You know. So yeah. Anyway. Well, it's yeah, and and what's happened to me with the, uh, you know, I'm not the first former like active punk news person that's been turned on when they walked away and made and some crazy sort of. We will get to that in a minute, buddy. We'll get to that one in a minute. Um, All right, you want to do the third question before we play another song? Uh, sure. So the third charge levied against you is I jeez, I can't even read it. Uh, that that you think anyone. Well, the funny thing, and this is so opposite very, of what very, we're actually saying. Offensive. So, do you think... All I know about Swedish people, dude, is the Swedish chef throwing all those <laughs> pots and pans. Yeah, there you go. And they make nice meatballs, and they have an yeah, Ikea. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that you think people who have different opinions to you, or who are woke, are to be made fun of. How would you answer that charge? For one thing, I welcome differences of opinion. I've never had an issue with somebody having a difference of opinion. My issue with a lot of the woke people and the reason I'll make fun of them is because I think they're insincere and not all of them. And and I think a lot of them, if you're woke because you really care about your fellow man and that's and you really want to make the world a better place, then good for you. But most of the woke people are keyboard warriors who don't do a damn thing to make the world a better place other than try to shame people that they, in fact, disagree with. So I will make fun of the woke culture all day long. Oh, and the funny thing so is, I, guess I, I plead guilty by reason of insanity. The funny thing. I'm so insane with how stupid this is. The funny thing is, the woke and that whole group, they're the most. They're the most. uh, How do I I put this? How do I put this? They resent some middle class kid, Neil, some middle class rich, rich or middle class white kid telling me what offends marginalized groups. Yeah. Yeah. Shut up, Ernie. But but the funny thing I've is, I've never treated. I've never treated any. I, I believe that every single human being deserves to be treated with dignity, and I've never treated anyone poorly unless it was a very specific situation and never had anything to do with their race or their 
gender or any other stupid thing. That's just, listen, man, I, 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 actions define a man. Sitting at your keyboard telling everyone else how awoke you are, it doesn't do a thing to make the world a better place. But like you said before, they can't see the problem with what they're saying. The woke are actually the exact ones who, who think anyone with a different opinion to themselves are in the wrong. And to be made fun of, exactly. and to be called Nazis, be... or to be cancelled, yeah, exactly. or whatever. So it's just so funny that they don't even see that in themselves. That just fucking that kills me, you know? And again, maybe it's a thing with age. That when you're young, you think that everything you say and do is right. And maybe it comes with age to be able to see a balanced viewpoint. But that one is that one is just incredibly ridiculous. Um, so. so yes, I think you sh- I think you should be made fun of whatever you are Bjorn or whatever your <laughs> yeah, name is. Yeah, yeah, Bjorn. Yeah, how's that? How's the rest of Abba so, doing? So go ahead and <laughs> go ahead and send another email to a different podcast complaining about me. Yeah, how how bad we are. Yeah, because you we know have a it, balanced it, it's, viewpoint. And and you know, okay, I'm gonna play another song. What was my? What, I want to save shape. All, hold on. All all I want to say is one more thing. So yeah. basically, Bjorn, whatever your name is, Biarte, you have the right to be offended. Or, you know, or to be, but you don't have the right to decide and you, you know, you can, you can turn it off, but you don't have the right to tell us what we should do or what we should listen to. So you can try, see how it goes for you. Don't have the right, buddy. Well, it's, so, I, you know, cause we yeah, live in I a mean, free was, country. So you, you know, I wonder if he was scouring like episodes to find evidence against me. Well, it wouldn't take, it wouldn't take many, buddy. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. I, well, I can't, I can't wait for the letters about me, you know, unless I'm just, I'm just a lost cause, I guess. Okay, so let's. I want to play. Okay, I want to save Sham for la, for last for me. What's the what was my other song I picked? I can't remember. Uh, the new business song off that new album. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Okay, so this is this is a new song. So of course Mickey Fitz died. What 2016 or 2017 or something like that. Yeah yeah exactly about four years ago I think yeah. So, it, it's interesting. So Mickey Fitz was the original singer for the business. Of course, it was a four man band. I think it was five at, at various times, but he uh, was the only one who was in the band the whole time kept him going i saw them a few years ago they were great he was walking around you know shaking hands taking pictures with everybody he owned the funny, stage didn't he he was amazing he did funny looking english guy you know because yeah. he was short maybe yeah. five and a half feet tall yeah bald big ears you know just had like the big like facial features of a, of a lifelong drinker you know just but super friendly guy you know just had a kind word for everybody shaking hands or whatever but anyway he died a few years ago um and I find this pretty bizarre, but they some of the old former members they weren't in the band at the time Mickey died have picked the the mantle of the business back up. Right? Yeah, they were so, they, they were supposed to tour in twenty twenty, weren't they? They were going to do a tour. Yeah, I think they were going to do like yeah, I think they were doing Rebellion. I think they're still going to do they Rebellion. Were, no, they, they they were booked to play Reggie's in September. Were they really? Yeah, they were. So I was really upset. Again, one of the many things I was upset about. But yeah, they were going to play Reggie's. So it's right now that leading the band, there's there's definitely two guitar players now. One of them sings. It's Steve Whale and Steve Kent. I think Steve Whale is the one who's singing. Okay. So it's like some of the old guys from the business put the band back together. But like I said, it's kind of weird because they weren't in the band. And I have mixed feelings about it. But they're, so this their first new track without Mickey is on this uh, Oi 40 Years on Tame comp. And I got to say, it's pretty good. Um, the singer really even kind of reminds you of Mickey Fitz. Um, it's a little slicker on the guitar, a little more, uh, a little more produced, a little more rock and rolly maybe, but it's a good song. So let's, uh, let's spin that. This is the business. You know, my name.
that was the business, uh, without Mickey Fitz, obviously, with You Know My Name. Um, I know when they were supposed to tour last year, it was actually to raise money for Mickey's family, I believe. Yeah, I, I know I, they were kind of... Well, the first show, I think, when they finally... When they kind of put the band back together, it was like a tribute, and they had different singers, I think. Yeah, that was a rebellion, I think, right? Okay. Yeah. But but I know they were, I know when they were going to tour, they were supposedly a lot of the money was going to Mickey's family, so that's one of the reasons why they were that's doing cool. it, you know, so... Well, you know, they should like tour with the the Buzzcocks. You'd be like the two band tour with like the members you give a crap about not in the band anymore. <laughs> Maybe the Vibrators can join in. Good old Vibrators. Yeah, even though I think the Vibrators are gotten back together again with some of their original members. You'd be I like, think again, you'd be like yeah. five original '77 punk bands with five total original members. Well, and then they'll come on stage and all play like different a different medley of all their songs they'll together, come right? Anarchy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But. Uh... Yeah. So, okay, so closing this closing this nonsense out. So the the thing that the, A it was weird that John even wrote this letter uh, read the letter this, to begin with because he didn't most, need to. This right? is the most disappointing thing to me. And once again, I guess, you know, we're guilty too cuz I haven't reached out to him and we're doing this. You know, we're kind of answering, and, and maybe I should reach out to him, but I, I do feel like it was a cheap shot. I'm disappointed. Uh, he and Adam and I have a long history together. Adam was clearly not very comfortable with the situation and exactly. did not really have anything negative to say about me personally. The other thing that's sort of irritating, but only less less irritating because I don't know her as well, is that Hallie seemed to be nursing some kind of a grudge, which is weird because I always thought we got along – Really well, maybe a grudge is too strong a word, but but we, we, I always thought we got along well, and I and while I acknowledge that we probably don't feel the same thing about a lot of ways, I didn't realize that was such a big a, a big issue. Um, she sort of said something along the lines of, you know, I knew within twenty minutes that he and I didn't feel the same way about things, but I didn't dare push back. And you know, I don't which know which, why which, which by, by well, hold on a second, by her saying that, it was almost tacitly agreeing with all of these three charges like laid was, against so, you. You know. Like I was sort of running over her at some point or something. Listen, I get it. I'm a loud guy. I'm an aggressive guy, but I never, uh, and I never, you know, I, I don't know, Hallie. I, I, you're not I aggressive would, at all. You just, you know, no, no, not at all. And I would love to, uh, you know, I, honestly, I, I sort of feel more like I want to reach out to her than I do the other guys. Well, the problem but, with it was, like I say, the fact that she said that it almost lent credence to these three chart, you know, these three things well, the guy the said. Fact that, the fact that John didn't challenge any of them even though even though he's known me for all these years the fact that he sort of read these things as as they were pretty much was him doing that right i yes. mean he was throwing shade on me essentially yeah and i, I just I, I you know i i, I john and i have had some had some last year had a couple of little, little scrapes and i thought we buried the hatchet but we never we, it's, it's been a little icy between us but the fact of the matter is i you know i i still did consider john a friend and i i, I still do i think we can probably get through this but it's it's irritating um part of me wants to really be aggressive <laughs> go like the like the howard stern route and just you know podcast at punknews.org if you have any comments for them <laughs> or you know, if you want to punk till i die 77 at gmail you know if you go on a send something i guess maybe i could read something about him without giving him the benefit of how's it doubt? do you have any, do you have any opinions about john i, I don't know i i really I really wasn't looking to start a war, but I sort of feel like I, I just, I don't know. I felt like I sort of had to answer. So I'm, I'm, I'm sort of disappointed. I'm, I'm disappointed in John because he 
chose to read chose to read the letter and like i said by sort of reading the letter sort of gave the charges credence he knows me well enough to at least you know he he knows that this is mostly bs um other than the parts that i agree with that the charges the parts of the charges that i agree with well um, i mean also what was a little annoying was that when they because they talked about it for a while they talked about it for about 15 minutes and somebody brought up the fact that there was another uh, host on before who seemed to have some similar views or something like that. So I thought that was kind of shitty of them to bring that up. But they didn't name any names, but I think it was pretty clear who we think it well, was. We all, we all know who they're talking about. And the fact of the matter is, I mean, our listeners don't. But let me give you a hint. He's been on our show twice. Yeah. And, and it, the funny thing is, Neil, what they accused him of, or what, what the, 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 and I'm not going to, share the conversations verbatim because it's, um, you know, they were private conversations, but the fact of the matter is what, what they were saying about him was honestly probably more ridiculous than what they're saying about me. Just based on a few, a few factors that you and I have discussed privately. And I I hate to be cryptic, but it's, it's, it's sort of a weird sour grapes thing, I think. And once again, those of us who work for punk news for years, man, we give our time. It's all volunteer. Yeah. Never made a cent. I, I got sent a few records over the years. I honestly I've been sent more records since we've been doing this podcast than I did writing reviews for six years hmm. for them. So anyway. I wish email I could, us if oh, you want. I wish email I could say us, that. <laughs> email us if you want my address so I'll let you send me more level yeah, two yeah. send me records. Hey, so what I'm not expecting, Neil. I got one, you know, I'm a name drop uh, that uh, the group that sent me a record. I think they're gonna send you one too. Uh, they're out of Minneapolis. They're called New Rocket Union, and I really—they sent us a new single, and I, it's it's excellent. Don't you think? Uh, I haven't gotten it yet, so. I don't no, know. no. Did you listen to the single they sent? The MP3. Um, I've listened to the MP3. Yeah, I liked it. And in fact, we're going to have them on. We're going to do a listen a listeners bands show. One of these one of these episodes Actually, coming I might, up. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, but anyway, yeah, but it's really cool. But anyway, I I had forgotten about it. They said they were going to send me a record, and I you know went to sleep like I always did, and I got home, and I'm like. Wow, I have two boxes of records. I don't even remember ordering anything. It's such a happy day, right? That is a happy day. Yeah, I mean, I was. I, I'd I mean, the only way the only way Bjorn could make it up to me for this BS is if he sent me some records from Sweden, <laughs> some DB. It's good. No, it's gonna be ABBA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I wish you would have written to us, dude. I w- honestly, I wish you would have. I wish you would have written us, but you were sort of trying to shame me and sort of trying to cancel culture me and yeah, whatever well, I, would it, lo- it, I, I would i would love it is. like i said you can't you can't cancel me I, I you know i am what i am i would love to have him on and debate him because it just makes no fucking oh, sense the, th- the things can, were, it was illogical you know i'm not doing that i just don't i don't uh i don't have the energy for it i i i, I might i'm debating whether or not to go on the regular punk's podcast and, and debate but or at least I don't know. I, you know, I'm not. A, I'm not super confrontational. I was. I was actually tempted to just let this whole thing go, but I think I, I don't want to let it go and then look like I'm just sort of uh, tacitly going hey, along with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because it's just it's ridiculous. Yeah. Agreed. It's ridiculous. I, I I implore you to find any woman, any minority, any person of any weird minority group that you can think of that I have treated poorly. It's just it's just not the case. Man, just wait till he gets to the uh, to the Godoy's episode. <laughs> you know, the only thing I hate Scandinavians. <laughs> the only people I treat poorly those blonde pigment challenge bastards. Anyway, <laughs> all right. So Neil, play another song. I'm gonna take that out of context, and that's gonna be the next headline. Exactly. That's the name of the show: blonde pigment 
challenge bastards. All right, I'm going to play a song for you, buddy. This song yeah, is uh, by the classic uh, London, South London oi band from Mil- uh, Millwall supporters, I believe. The dirty bastards, dirty South London bastards. Um, <laughs> this, is, uh, <laughs> this is by The Last Resort, and this is their classic single, uh, King of the Jungle. No mess, no fuss, just pure impact, the last result.
a song about tom that was king of the jungle by the last resorts so that so that go, new buddy. oil that new oil has a new last resort song on it too it's pretty crackling oh it is it's good i remember what it's called it was one of those you know a lot of those oi bands were sort of patriotic yes very much so and this was you know it's kind of that classic you know i love my i love my country but i don't know what what you what you're doing to it kind of a songs you know so it's it's cool yeah, I think, um, Lar- I think Lars Fredrickson might actually like be a member of the Last Resort now, but I'm not positive. Well, I know he's got a. I know he's a Millwall fan because he has the Millwall lion on his guitar and stuff like that. And I know he knows Roy Pierce, the singer. So, um, Roy, I think he, I know he's played on. I know he's played on some of their stuff. I, but I think he might actually. I think he plays in like ten bands. He does. He really does, doesn't he, man? Uh, yeah, he's all and over the place. Most of it's pretty good. I gotta say, no, now I I do love some some rancid once in a while. I don't let's do it a ton, but like Outcome the Wolves is a you know stone cold classic. Absolutely. But I love a lot of his side projects. Yeah, I do I thought, too. I thought the Bastards were good. I like the uh, Old Firm Casuals. Uh, you know what? Anyway. You know what? He would be a great guest on this show. He would fit him fucking perfectly. I think. Think. Well, I do because you know, a the oi thing, the punk rock thing, all that stuff. He also loves wrestling, and I think he's got some skateboarding in him too. So I Does think he? he'd actually be perfect. Yeah, wrestling is my life, Neil. Wrestling is my life. Well, I'm talking about pro wrestling, but not not. Yeah, not, I'm talking about high school. Yeah, yeah. Don't even get into that. You never mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we had a late start to the season because of COVID, and now we're like in mid mid season. So my boy's doing pretty well. I was going to say butt. he's still, he, he he kicked butt on Saturday, right? Yeah, he uh, he went he went undefeated on Saturday. He's eleven wins, three losses. Now is he so, t- is he taller than most of the kids his age? He's taller than most of the kids his weight because he's skinny, right? But no, yeah. I wouldn't say that. He's like five nine. He's you know pretty average. Okay, okay, dude. He's five. He's five nine, one hundred and thirty seven pounds or something. He's in tremendously good shape. Yeah. Does he work out he's, at home? Does he? Do you? Yeah, do you guys oh, have like absolutely. a gym? And do you have like do you have a gym? No, at home? no. You just look like I have been hitting the gym, Neil. Well, I mean, it might be in the basement. It doesn't mean that you go down there. People always say all the time, it's like, well, you look like a wrestler. And I was. I wrestled when I was younger. But but I'm like, yeah, well, my son's not built like I am. He's built like a swimmer. But yeah. anyway, so yeah, that's back to the gyms on gyms on Saturday. That's what we've been doing. It's it's okay. It's fun. I never Man, did. I had some... No, go ahead. I never did make it down to the basement in your place. It was uh, it was so damn hot in that back room when we were when we was, I was there over the summer. Jesus Christ, I don't think I've ever sweated that much. We were playing guitar so, and stuff, and the guitars kept going out of tune because it was so, so fucking my, hot. My wife, my wife hates air conditioning, right? I got central air conditioning. What a great country this is. I have central air conditioning, but she hates to turn it on. It's got to be like 90 plus with humidity before we turn it on. But yeah, it, so as soon as you left, we're like, okay, it's too hot in that back room. So, you know, the Amazon truck pulls up or whatever, and a ceiling fan. We bought a ceiling fan. You know what, where it's sitting, Neil? Still right in, in the, the box. box. <laughs> right in the box. <laughs> okay, handyman. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'll do it, but my motivation, I mean, it's freezing right now. I mean, you know, the, my, today was cold. It's actually supposed to be really nice, really nice the rest of the week, so. Yeah, man, it's nice that the weather's broken at last, even though, I'm, you know, it's March, we still might get snow, but for God's sakes, it's been a nice, yep. uh, almost all the shit we have has melted, so that's good. But, uh, yeah, I, will, I, don't so, think I, I don't think I've ever been as hot as I was at your house that time. It was so fucking hot in that back room. <laughs> like, like a vision quest, like seeing things. Hey, so I do want to address one more thing about this oh, that okay. episode yeah, that ahead. you mentioned. Yep. The, the, probably the most serious accusation that was levied against me 
and and the one that definitely is the most off. Oh, that's a, this is off, fu- oh, this is funny. I know where you go over this one. Is that John? <laughs> John said I wasn't a real Danzig fan. Yep, he did say he did I say that he did. To, I have been listening to Danzig since before he was even humping his pillow. So <laughs> for him to question, I mean, I was there at midnight when the third Danzig album came out at the record store. The fact of the matter is, what he means is that I'm willing to say when Danzig makes something that sucks, and he's trying to justify the fact that he thought that Elvis album was good. I mean, oh, come on. Oh, stop it now. He's not saying that. Come on. I mean, what else could he be saying? You know what, what he's saying? From his, oh, if you appreciate artists, you have to like everything they do. Bull. I don't feel like he owes me anything. I'm not one of these. I'm not the comic book guy. Worst Danzig album ever, which it was. But he doesn't owe me anything as a fan. It's like, you know, these Star Wars fans. Oh, George Lucas, he owes us. He doesn't owe you anything. He's giving you a bunch of entertainment. If you like it, watch it. If you don't, shut up. 100%. But it's, and I feel the same way about Danzig. Like, I'm sorry. That Elvis record was bad. It was I bad. Mean, it it was, was bad by every by every standard. And I love Danzig. I think he's a very talented guy. But I, 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 I kind of think he's lost it, honestly. That Elvis album. So, it, well, the worst thing about that Elvis album was that it was completely average. He just he just dialed it in. It was fucking. Yeah. It was just boring. It was really really and, badly and done. I just you know I've seen him. I've seen Danzig a, a dozen times. I love the first three albums more than more than you know they're like top twenty for me probably at least the first two. So anyway, that's I I, I absolutely reject. The I'm not a true Danzig fan, even though I must say I did not. I have everything he's ever put out. I did not buy the Elvis album. And the thing was, I was actually going to buy it because it was on. I saw so it. Remember, it? it was on that kick-ass leopard skin vinyl. It looked amazing. And then I listened to some of the tracks off it, and it was just like, God, this is fucking terrible. <laughs> I mean, I would I would rather listen to you know an Elvis impersonator in Vegas do it than than that. It was just half. It was half-assed. That's all you can say about it. It was. You'd rather you'd rather live. Uh, Elvis sing Danzig songs. Sure, well, that would work too. Dead Elvis, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> oh. Elvis Hitler. Who's the guy? Who's the guy that you saw down in Logansport? Oh, Clownvis. Clownvis. There you go. Clownvis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm more of an Elvis Hitler than an Elvis guy. You know, you remember Elvis Hitler? I do. I, I saw them. Great, I saw them with the digits warming up. Actually, as a matter of fact. Yeah, great yeah. rockabilly band from Detroit. Yeah. Not affiliated with Adolf Hitler. <laughs> That I know of. Well, apparently you are. Apparently, exactly. so. <laughs> All right, Neil. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you to play your last song because I want to save my last one for last because it's gonna be my plea for peace. Okay. Well, my song is apparently. Your song's about crushing skulls. My well, my my song <laughs> is about this podcast apparently because my song is from the Oi band from London. Uh, this band is Combat 84, so different from Condemned 84 that we played before. This is Combat 84, uh, famous because they, was this 81, 82, something like that. They put out a couple of singles. Uh, one was an EP called Orders of the Day, and the second one was one called Rapist, which basically said Rapist should be hung, and uh, they wanted capital sure punishment. Are you, sure it wasn't, are you sure it wasn't pro-rape, Neil? No, it was very anti. In fact, this, the cover shows them hanging a rapist and cutting his dick off. So Neil's going on the record as saying the Punk Till I Die podcast crew is anti-rape. Yes, <laughs> yes, we are. Yeah. Sorry about that. Are you doing a drink? No, I just almost choked on a on a booger. Um... <laughs> 
But well, I'll tell, tell you what, we are at least what I am, pro-capital punishment, so there you go. There you go. Throw, th- put that cat amongst the pigeons. I used to be. I actually am kind of against it now. But oh, anyway. listen, are you hearing this Swedish man? Tom is against capital punishment. Well, too. I was very pro-capital, and I still am under the right circumstances, if it's beyond a shadow of a doubt, but there's so much frickery in the, you know legal system and and not all cops are honest and I, I not all cops are that boy that was not like too pro cop and a lot of cops are crooked they just look to clear out the books you the more you see about these cases where the wrongfully you know the wrongfully accused the more anti-death penalty i am so but in general i mean i'm not opposed to it in a in a you know in a, in a perfect world where there's undeniable evidence and blah 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 but anyway. Well, well anyway combat 84 will want to take up rapists and hang them and cut their dicks off so there you go so anyway they um they went a few years without doing anything i think they're probably in prison is what if i had to guess that's what i would get that's what i would guess but i don't know that for a fact but they, they came uh, back out of retirement celebrate Lorena Bobbitt. they they uh in about 2000 they released a, an ep on cd and this mm. is a track off of that one, and this is for us. This one's called Poli- Pol- Politically Incorrect. I ain't vegetarian, a lot of we made. Don't wear saddles, wear boots on my feet. Go out for the night, won't live up a pain. No, it's wrong and it's fucked, I will today. Won't turn money to a boring place. Watch the government stop their face. Tell the beggars to get off their ass. I'm working on fucking middle class. This whole world is fucking mad. To be politically correct is fucking sad. Politically incorrect. Politically incorrect. 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 Go out to football in England, turn. The old bill abused me, treat me like dirt. Done nothing wrong, but I have no say. They lock me up if they had their way. Why do all the scum and terrorists get off? Rape me some muggers, they had it fucking up. Can't offend them or imprint their rights. They murmur, say murmur, they have in the night. This whole world is fucking mad. To be politically correct is fucking sad.
that was Combat 84 with Politically Incorrect. So, this whole world has gone fucking mad. To be politically correct is fucking sad. There you go. Alright. So, that's my my opinion. I'm sticking to it. There you go. Well, listen, man. I, I actually feel a lot better. Good. See, this is a this is a, a good like, session. See, like I've sort of vented my spleen. I hope it was interesting to the rest of you. I, I don't know. Like I said, we're kind of pretty far up our own asses tonight. Um, played some good songs. Yeah, we have. Um, so, so tell us about that. Tell us about that. Forty years of uh, of Oi again. Tell, tell us about that album again. Well, it's just you know, it's got a few old song, a few older bands like the. It's got a new Cox Bar song, which is great. It's got a new Last Resort song. It's got that new business song. I'm trying to think if there's any other real old school bands. It's got uh, it's got our boys the Drowns doing one more pint. Okay. Uh, from their last year's Under Tension album, it's got a Lions Lost song from their album last year. So it's it's it's. Gosh, it's almost old. But is is it? It is Pirates Press, I assume. Right? Uh, maybe half, if that. Huh. But is is it on Pirates it, Press? It is. It is. Okay. And it's it's really good. I, I I if you like that kind of music, you will like this. You know, it's not one of these shoddy kind of thrown together things and actually they did another one which i haven't really dug into too much yet which is called i think it's called this is street punk 2020 or something i think that's pretty much all newer bands but you know you like it, it you know bishop's green they're another yeah. press band. it's got noise you know noise uh, they're on there. yep oh um, good stuff, it's got, a bunch good of stuff. Great, it's got a bunch of great stuff no question yeah um and uh so yeah so anyway that's what inspired like oh we haven't really played an noise show and the fact of the matter is we could easily do another one it's not like we you know talked about oi particularly we just played the music so we could do another one it is interesting you know the oi thing because it was you know punk was a reaction to art rock or whatever but the fact of the matter is oi was a reaction to what what early punk kind of became right it, it was, was sort of more, yep it was more working class tougher yep not, not as worried about fashion even though they definitely had their fashion too because of the voice of the working class or whatever yes yeah, for sure yeah Singing so, about things that people, real people, deal with every day. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, listen, let's let's uh, finish up on a on a little happier note, Neil. Let's talk about some happy stuff. What so, happy stuff do you have to talk about there, Mr. T? Punk Till I Die 77 at Gmail. <laughs> okay. Podcast at punknews.org. Um, <laughs> <we're>, <laughs> send, once again, send the hate mail there. <laughs> rolled out a new thing. I, I don't know, but I want to see it. CCS. <laughs> yeah. If, if email them, CC us. Well, and I, a part of me wants to be really vicious to say, hey, I need you all to write hate mail to them, but I really don't want to. I don't know. I, I Yes, I do. I want you to do that. But CC us or don't. I don't care. Whatever. Well, he won't I read want, it anyway, the... so it doesn't matter because he's the one that takes charge of the mail, so he wouldn't read it anyway. John the mail to read. So, and, and like I said, Adam has been. I, I, I have no. I actually, Adam has been a real gentleman through this. I feel like he was kind of like he didn't want to get involved, and that's that's Adam. You know, he's a Canadian. They're always neutral, right? Like he doesn't want to. And part of the thing that always like started to get to me after a while being on that on the show is they just nobody would commit to anything if it was even slightly like politically incorrect. You know, what I mean, there's such yeah. a fear of like offending anyone and obviously we don't have that nope <laughs> and uh you know the fact that most of the feedback we've got we've been talking to a ton of listeners you know putting together episode number 100 it's been a, it's been great fun you just gave away and, the secret buddy look at that what's that you just gave away oh, the secret of episode 100 okay let's you can cut that out let's no I'm, I'm, I'm kidding i'm kidding it's fine well i was gonna say because uh uh, but most people just, they, they love, they love us for what we are, you know? And I, I get it. Some people are going to put us on and go, man, this is stupid. It's just these two jerk offs talking about jerk off stuff. And, and that's fine <laughs> too, you know? 
<laughs> that's what people seem to love though i guess yeah. i guess but you know, so oh hold on so, you know what you know what? i wanted to bring something up. i'm sorry i'm sorry to go back on something you were talking because you were talking about danzig and then we talked about the elvis album but yeah. um i wanted to ask you this so the reason danzig even came up on the um punk news podcast was they were talking they did a little blurb about that new danzig movie have you seen the trailer for that i have not my That's gosh my gosh that horror movie he did was was one of i mean it's like it is it's it was people were laughing oh yeah I, I i'm sorry i i had this whole thing planned i had this whole thing i wanted to talk about so it's just funny because we burned through our songs too fast i guess we should have spaced, spaced them out a little nah, bit right. no we're, we're fine but it, it, it's just so this whole sexism thing you being an anti-woman or whatever but then john in this show bent himself into pretzels trying to defend Danzig and say that Danzig wasn't sexist. Yep. He's the geriatric pervert, dude. He like, if you watch that horror movie he did, it's like, he's like the guy who literally just makes movies so he can make young girls take their tops off. Uh, well, so yeah, it was funny hearing John trying to turn himself into a pretzel, trying to defend Danzig on that, whereas you were hung out to dry. But... Uh, this new movie. So the new movie he's doing, I think it's called. It's a. It's a. It's a, like a spaghetti western vampire movie, Not right? Or something, right? Like it, I'd, I'd watch it. It's well, it's uh something in the city of vampires or something. I don't know, but yeah, it's a spaghetti western vampire movie. Um, but I've, the trailer's on so. YouTube. <laughs> the the trailer's on YouTube. So watch. It's like three minutes long, and the first scene in the trailer is some woman thrown on the back of a horse with her boobs out. It's, it's classic Danzig, man. He's like he's twelve. He's like a twelve-year-old, right? He's, he's, uh, the fact that he's, he's like almost my parents' age, dude. Yeah, he's older than me. Yeah, he's way older than me, right? Black shoe polish. You think that guy goes through with his hair? Holy cow! Yeah, I mean it's fine. You know, hey, he's following through, doing what he wants to do. Wanted to make a movie, so he's made a movie. You know, more power to him. And you know, he's but it's like a seventies sexploitation, you know, low-budget B-movie is what he's... Dude, you, gotta, you should watch, like, I don't know if you can find that horror movie for free or not, and you don't want to pay for it because it's a piece of garbage, uh, but he did that horror movie. You should really find it. It's Or find, like, uh, there's a there's a couple of, like, long online reviews of it, and you will just you will just laugh hysterically. It's just, it's... It looks like a cross between a student film and a softcore porn, like, horror film. Well, this one looks like it's got a kind of a bigger budget. Oh, it's called, okay, it's called Death Rider in the House of Vampires is what this one mm. is called. And I'll put a, you know what, on the on the Facebook page, I'll put a, I'll put a, uh, a link to it. But yeah, the first, the first scene, it's got uh, a woman over a horse with her boobs out and lots of blood. Danny Trejo's in it for like five minutes, I think. Um, ah, yes. Machete himself. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. So it's got, it's got all those B movie actors in it that you'd expect. So it does seem like it's got more of a budget than I think his first one did. But uh, yeah, pretty pretty funny, really. And that's how Danzig came up on. That's why Danzig came up on the show. In amongst, you know, there's a new fucked up single which everyone was very excited about. So. Oh yes, yes, everyone's so excited. Canada's finest hardcore weirdos. Um, <laughs> so all right, I'll tell you what. Let's. Well, I was gonna say we, we we we. I wouldn't mind. Like I said, I wouldn't mind finishing on a little more of a positive note. Sure. That being. I I think some of the fall festivals are going to happen, Neil. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about that, did we? So no, I don't know about like I I don't know about fast. I have no idea, but but you know, it looks like they're planning to forge forward with punk rock bowling, and I am really seriously considering it, which is good and bad. The bad news is, if I do that, I probably won't be able to go down to Gainesville. Whether that happens, but the fact of the matter is, 
If you go to Rebellion, you're not going to Punk Rock Bowling and Rebellion, I can't imagine. Oh, that's true. I didn't think about that. Yeah, it looks like Rebellion is going ahead because they sent out a long email about it yesterday. Because in England, supposedly, they say it's going to be back to normal June 21st. And that's why they've been in lockdown so long. So. Just poof, like here we go. Well, they've been well. They'll they're they're being in lockdown until June twenty first. So oh my they've God. been yeah right. So they've been they'll have been in lockdown since Christmas. I went out to we went out to dinner. We've gone out to dinner two Fridays in a row now. Um, and boy, I got to tell you, man, it's been good for my mental health. Yeah, I was out Friday. Even, I, remember, yeah. I remembered why our bank account was doing so well from the COVID thing because you know. <laughs> Just go out and drop a hundred bucks on Friday night. And yeah, that's true. Night, whatever. Yeah. But no, it's been good. We've been getting together with get together with a couple different friends and found a new place even that we like. And yeah, it's, it's been good. That's good. But yeah, so and and then they put the lineup out for uh, Riot Fest, which is hugely disappointing, right? Well, they, I mean, let's face it, that hasn't done much for us for years. The fact of the matter is, even the punk rock bowling lineup doesn't really stir my soul. The headliners are good. It's uh, Devo. No effects, and I know you're not a no effects guy, but I, I they're hit or miss, but I do mostly like them. All right, I used to at least, and uh, Circle Jerks, who I do want to see. So I'm, I'm, uh, we're my my wife's all about it, and uh, I think my buddy and I and our wives are gonna probably go, and you're certainly more than welcome. Um, but I think we're gonna, and the thing is, if they cancel, we'll still be in Vegas for a few days, right? That's true, yeah. So it's my the thought being that even if it cancels then we just lay around the pool for five to four days or whatever so that, I, does, and, sound, and we that does sound nice actually yeah that does we haven't, we haven't bought anything yet but yeah i mean you, you go to blackpool dude it just rains <laughs> so <laughs> well apparently yeah either that or it's just like roasting hot and people who yeah. say they've been there before like, but i am sort of fascinated by the the thing with rebellion it's at these cool old you know facilities and stuff so yeah. I, I am sort of Certainly, you know, as opposed to just some big outdoor parking lot kind of thing or, or, well, and that's what it was in Gainesville too, right? Just kind of a big, the, at least the big show was just the big like a show big show. Outdoor... Yeah, it's in an outside venue. It's the, uh, what's his face, the guy that you know, was, perfect, you know, because that's one thing we've, we've devoted, my wife and I both have devoted ourselves to this year and my buddy Scott too and everybody else. Like we're going to, we're going to travel as much as we can. That's a good you idea. Know? Yeah, yeah. I agree and with I that. I don't know what's going to be available to us. But it seems like it seems like something like a punk rock bowling has a better chance of taking place than uh, than the club shows. Now, if you do, then, if you do that, will you fly or will you drive? Oh no, no, you, yeah, we'll fly to Vegas. Okay, we we get direct flights from our airport here. Even though I was looking at them, they weren't super cheap, but oh well. So we're going down, man. I, I, we should be wrapping this up now, but I, we're, we're going down with, with Scott and his wife. We're going down to a place in Georgia called Tybee Island towards the end of May. Okay. And, oh, that, yeah, uh, you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have direct flight to, I think, Savannah? Savannah, Georgia? Okay. Yep. It's only like 15 minutes from there or something. I don't know if we get a car or Uber or what, but we rented a, a, a house down there on the beach or a condo or whatever it is. And, uh, yeah, so I've, like I said, this is, that's what we're going to try to do this year. A lot of that. And like I said, when our pal Matt opens up his new place down there in Logansport, that's a pretty short drive for both of us. I think we should try to get down there for sure. So when, when is punk rock bowling? Is that August? I think it's September 24th through 26th or something. It's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, it might be because I think that's almost at the same time as a uh, rebellion, right? I feel like it's a couple weeks later. Yeah, I, I don't think I think it's an either or. Same thing with me. Like I said, with with the fest, I think it's going to be an either or situation. I don't think it's going to be both. Even though who who knows? But well, 
Yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see. Well, Festa will be a, you'll have someone free to stay anyway, so, right. so that's that's that is nice. Yeah. But you know, the, man, Las Vegas is so much fun. I always have fun when I go there. See, I've never so, been to anyway. never been to Vegas. And I'm sure. Listen, you can jump on a plane at O'Hare and shoot right out to Vegas. I think I'd probably go from Midway. Actually, that's probably cheaper. On yeah, the Southwest well, or something, so you know. So much smaller, so much easier to deal with. It is. It totally is. Yeah. Now we're we're officially now hashing out our vacation plans on the podcast. <laughs> All right. So, so anyway, but but and and you said you don't mind talking about this, but you you have got you've got your vaccine. You're all set. I have. I have. I've had both my doses. Yeah, I am fully set. And Did the second you... one, the second one, even though people said it was bad, I was absolutely fine. My arm hurt for a day, and that was it. It was fine. So that was so. You, okay, so you didn't have any negative effects. That's nice. None. No. Um, no negative effects. Apart from the, how, how negative I am normally. You know. That's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it so could. My... It couldn't. It couldn't hurt me. <laughs> because of my job, we were eligible to get it a while a while back. Uh, one of the nine of us, only one of us actually has opted to do it. And I know he just had his second dose on Friday, and he was a little woozy, and he went home. Huh. Uh, but I think it was just I don't know. He might have been putting it on. Who knows? And went home played video games. Millennial, you know. Well, well, I did the Pfizer, and I think the Moderna is actually supposed to be a little bit a little bit worse than the Pfizer. So maybe 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 he had the other one. I have no idea, but you know we're we're not that far from Pfizer's only about an hour away from us down in beautiful Kalamazoo. Okay, well that's that's good. Home of home of Bell's Brewery. If you ever come back, we'll run down there. Yeah, I've had I, I've had Bell's before. Yeah. Well, okay, all I would all I would suggest to you, Tom, is maybe I would think about getting it if I was you, just because some of these venues might open up, and they might be like, well, if you've had the vax, you don't need to wear a mask, but if you haven't been vaccinated, you need to wear a mask. It's quite possible that they do that. So here's my, here's my plan, Neil. You can sneak into this country and get full social security number, driver's license, everything on the black market. I'm going to get black market COVID paperwork. Just, I'm way ahead of you. Just get the shot, man. It's no, not going to hurt I, you. I, I may. I may. I haven't, I haven't really decided yet. I haven't really felt super compelled to do it. Well, and part of the reason is, part <laughs> of the reason is, Neil, because. I, I can, hold, on, black, hold on, hold on, hold on. I can hear our Swedish friend now rising in. He's an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> Well, the fact of the matter is, uh, oh, geez, there's their drinking game again. Mm-hmm. Somebody reminded me. That Everybody take a drink. You're drinking every time I say the truth is or the fact of the matter is. The fact of the matter is, Dr. Grouchy Fauci is saying, oh, you still can't go see grandma and you still have to wear a mask. You still have to do all this stuff. It's like, well, dude, what, what are we doing here? So I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, like I said, I haven't, I haven't I'm not saying I'll never do it. I'm just, I'm not in a big hurry to do it either, so. I'm not. I don't feel like I'm in a super high risk group that needs to. Uh... So anyway, anyway, so show might go on, guys. That would be great. Hopefully, maybe we can catch up with a few in you in Vegas or Gainesville or yeah, somewhere. Or maybe I'll see prop. some of you. Maybe I'll see some of you old English fuckers in at uh, in Blackpool. Who knows? Yeah, I say Black probably not on the menu for me this year, but I wouldn't rule it out at some point. We yeah. uh, we would love to. Travel the British Isles. I'll have to save up our pennies for that. But yeah, that's one of the other thing with COVID, man. I got a ton of vacation. I, I just didn't take much vacation last year, so I'm I'm rich in vacation. Oh, that's good. So, yeah. So anyway, all right. Listen, Punk Till I Die podcast on Facebook. Punk Till I Die seventy seven at Gmail. I really do feel better, sort of venting my spleen about this stuff. That's good. Um, I hope uh, you enjoyed, you know, Doctor Neil regressing me <laughs> to my to my childhood. Yeah, getting uh, to the root of all your problems, you son of a exactly. bitch. 
I, uh, I, I, you know, I, I have nothing but respect for my mother, my wife, my daughters, and any other woman I haven't yet met. And I, I, there's some that I have met that I don't have respect for, but I swear it's not based on their gender, including all but Swedish, it, including all Swedish people, I believe. Yeah, exactly. Well, listen, they're subhuman. Let's face it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, I went too far. I went too far. Play all your right, last song, it, buddy. Get us all united again. All right. So listen. After all this, after all this hate, it's time for some healing. And who is a better healer than uh, Jimmy Percy, right? Definitely. <laughs> if the kids are united, Sham sixty nine. All right. See you all next time. Stay free and uh, keep a little mark in your heart, and keep a little tom in your heart too. <laughs> Smell you later, everybody. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening. See ya. to my heart.